everyone, this is Liz, and I'm here to tell you what's coming up on the Popping Collars feed for August 2021. The Popping Collars regulars are on summer vacation this month, so we're bringing you a very special crossover episode we recorded with the hosts of the Being Truly podcast. Hear what happens when the longest running Episcopal pod meets the new kid on the block. Greg has a great new interview this month with Edson Oda, the writer and director of the new film, Nine Days. They talk about beauty, truth, and the afterlife on a new edition of Under the Stole. Things get a little dark on Going on 30 this month. Betsy and Greg try to survive the Stephen King thriller, Misery. Stephen McHale is back on The Sacred Six this month to talk about Help, the soundtrack for the second Beatles movie. Finally, it's that time again. Ricardo and I are here to help you figure out what you need to be reading now in a brand new episode of the Poppin' Collars Book Club. Thanks for listening and keep those collars popped. Hello, this is Chris Arnold, and I was the guest on episode one of Poppin' Collars. Hello, this is Shana Watson, ordained priest serving at St. James Episcopal Church in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm John White. I'm the podcast editor at Episcopal Cafe. Hi there. This is Reverend Eric Matoyer from the Episcopal Diocese of California. This is Kyle Goodman, the lead pastor of Alamance Presbyterian Church. Hi, I'm Richard Lindsay, the godfather of Popping Collars. Hello, I am Holly McHale Larson, pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Oakland. Hi there. This is the Reverend Mark. Martin Alfred from Grace Memorial Episcopal Church in beautiful Portland, Oregon. And you are listening. And you are listening to. And you are listening to. And you're listening to. You are listening to. And you are listening to. And you're listening to Popping Collars. 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 And this is Popping Collars. Welcome to Popping Collars. My name is Greg Knight. I am the director of Children and Youth Ministries at the Church of Bethesda by the Sea in Palm Beach, Florida. With me is my co-host, Betsy Carmody. Betsy, where are you and what are you up to? I am Betsy Carmody. I serve as head chaplain at the Episcopal High School here in beautiful Alexandria, Virginia, where we are seeing spring show up, but are also deathly afraid that cicadas are going to come and many of them are going to come. And that is uh, for all this outdoor time that the pandemic has given us little little concerned about that for the students and myself so we'll see how all of that goes so that's what we're up to isn't that interesting we're going from plagues straight to cicadas yep. what's next right yeah i mean i mean I'm, i don't want to ask because someone's going to fill in that blank <laughs> i think i'm good and welcome back to the being truly podcast i am one of your hosts i'm eli harlan and I'm your other co-host, Laura Schleck. And, this and is we're being so excited Trilly. that you're yep. all here today. <laughs> Crossover events. And this is how we're going to do this. We have pondered over, we have considered, we have studied three questions that we're going to ask the other podcast about Ten. what it is that they do. And they're going to fire back at us uh, a question of their own. And so Popping Collars has won the toss and we get to ask the first question. And so I'm going to take it. You take it. I'm going to start you off with a tough one. I think that we know as Popping Collars that when we first started our podcast, there was one big question that we had to ask ourselves before we got started. Who's going to listen to this? So... (laughs) So when you started thinking about your podcast, 
what were you telling yourself when you were asking that question of who cares? Why am I putting this out? And what do these conversations have to tell people? Yeah. So it's really funny because Eli and I both had very similar, (laughs) very similar calls to nothing. (laughs) We both felt this call to talk. We both felt this call that we had a voice that had to be heard. And we, neither of us had any idea what we were going to talk about and who we were going to talk to. Like neither of us, like we first sat down the first day and we're like, let's do a podcast. Awesome. What are we going to do it about? I don't know. <laughs> like, and you're just staring at meeting. the microphone. Yeah. Like, that was our first <laughs> no, we didn't, no, we didn't. We didn't get on until we were sure. We, we were frequented sure, so. many a coffee shop trying to figure out what we were going to do our podcast on. And then we said, why don't we just do a podcast for ourselves? Women who are in this point of transition in life, right? Where kind of our kids are moving out. Our parents are getting older. I was getting to the point of like, who the heck are we? And there are a lot of other women our age at this point in their lives going, who the heck are we? And so the whole point is that we talk about is just talking to other women who have had to ask that same question. What exactly is this thing we call the midlife transition? Like what are common elements of it? And how do you see it expressed, particularly in women? You know, so for women, I think it's both biological and psychosocial. You know, I think with midlife comes perimenopause and menopause. And with that becomes all the physical um, gifts slash ailments that we experience. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then the way other people are reacting to us is different because we're not behaving the same. Yeah. But also psychosocially, you know, we're going through a situation where our parents are aging, so we're having to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and our children are growing and starting to launch, but we're, we're the sa- in the sandwich generation at that point, taking care of our children, and especially women, because we're the caretakers, um, <laughs> that yes. we find ourselves, you know, completely overwhelmed at a time where biologically, physiologically, we're also struggling. So right. those are the types of things that we talk and about. And I think a really important aspect for me was finding sort of the middle ground in faith. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of stuff out there that's pretty polarized. I mean, you can find that pretty easily. And it doesn't stretch me and pull me to think just a little bit out of my comfort zone. So I wanted to go for that. Like, you know, there's a lot of us in the middle who don't understand, who are questioning, who are figuring it out. You know, we're in the middle of life, the middle of um, faith and middle of mess, the middle of the mess. So <laughs> that's yeah. sort of our tagline. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Fire back. Right. Fire back. For us? All right. So you guys have been doing this for a while. Do you go through your daily life or find yourself going through your daily life and going, this would be a great podcast episode. And does that make the experience better? Or does it detract from the experience because you're already thinking what it's going to look like later as a podcast episode? Oh, wow. (laughs) This is my job. I ask the questions that make everybody go, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's her her job. I mean, your question is predicated on the the assumption that we put thought into our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I will say back when, back when our format was more kind of current topics and we were much more kind of, like this one needs to be released this month, this one. And we've, we've, we've changed formats here and there over the course of the seven years. I think there, I enjoyed the game of that when we were in that stage of life, 
that it was like, ooh, well, this movie's coming out. How can we talk about religion in this movie? Like, how does, because I always find for me, a lot of the connection to our topic is the decoder ring of now, you know, having been interested in faith and religion, done some of that work, gone to seminary, now I'm living it and I teach. So I'm often in the text and in things and imagery and trying to relate it to mm. things that students are currently facing. So it seems as though I'm in that place of like, let's bring faith in conversation with the world all the time. And why not in conversation with the box office or the billboard 100 or, or the top books or whatever that is that's happening. And so that part kind of became a game. We're in a disenchanted age now. Hmm. There just aren't, there's, there's no trust in institutions. There's no trust in the narratives that come from institutions. You're not going to be anybody's fool. And as a result, people are starving for narrative because they've been told and educated that narratives are lies and they come from institutions which have more of a chance of hurting you or ignoring you or marginalizing you than they do of feeding you. So pack up your stuff and go. So you've got all these people who packed up their stuff and went, right? From religion, from a political party. So you're independent or you're unaffiliated or whatever. And you buy the Girl Scout cookies and you love other institutions that you think are not dangerous to the world, but most of them you're not interested in, but we lost the narrative. And that's where I feel like when I walk into a, a church full of people that want to hear about Harry Potter, I know they really want to hear about Harry Potter because they've either read it or they've heard, but I also know that they're absolutely hungry for grand narratives. We are wired for it. Our imagination is, Augustine was right. God, you have made us for yourself and we are restless until we rest in you. But that, that longing to be part of something larger, I think, drives a lot of the love for Harry Potter. Because that's also just a very engaging narrative. But I just think that we're in a cultural moment right now where people have don't want to be anybody's fool. But as a result, they're then sort of nobody's follower. And they realize, wait, you got to be a little foolish to do a little following. I don't know about you, Greg. What do you think? Yeah, I think that for a long time, it felt like we were kind of chasing that new thing. And you're totally right. Like we were chasing like, okay, so what's, what's new now? Like what's, what's the hip cool thing now? Because you don't know what's a fad and you don't know mm-hmm. what's going to last and what's not going to last. And therefore, what are people going to make meaning out of? And what are they not? Mm-hmm. We could have easily done a Pokemon go episode and it would be a ridiculous episode to look back on <laughs> now. Right. Betsy and I are both Gen Xers. And what what I think that we recognize, Betsy and I, is that we grew up in a generation that had a monoculture. It had mm. it had these tentpole things like Star Wars and yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, Harry Potter and stuff stuff like that. And the the longer, like the the more I work with generations like Generation Z and the teenagers that are coming up now, the more I realize that the way that they consume popular culture is so niche. It's like, it's, it's some YouTuber that you've never heard of. It's oh. some Twitch stream that you've never mm-hmm. heard of. And there isn't really that mm-hmm. monoculture thing that everybody wants to talk about. It's whatever your thing is. And that makes it hard to do a pop culture show. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 Thanks, guys. All right, uh, Betsy, okay. I'm going to throw it to you for your question. Okay. So my question is, I, I've, uh, I've struggled because I'm always, you know, have this, thing running in the back of my head, self-care. What am I doing for myself? How is all of this happening? And maybe that's why I'm like the target audience for your podcast as a 46 year old woman. (laughs) But, um, but that also this element as clergy being like, you know, where's your colleague group? What's your colleague group doing? And being a chaplain takes you out of the regular pace of life 
that other clergy people are experiencing. You know, 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, I have a class. I can't get together and like chat, right? So that's not going to work for me. But what I have come to find is that my podcast co-hosts and Ricardo and Liz and Greg are my colleague group. And I've now we've now had to build into our time the check-in time at the beginning. Oh my god! We got to check mm-hmm. in, and we got to you know. There's no record button on that. That is that stays in the vault, and we do that work. <laughs> yeah. And then we do the podcast, and then we do, and then we do the end, and we check out at the end. And th- that flow of of fellowship has really helped me, just personally. It's feeding me. So I'm wondering about your relationship. And how having these conversations has has changed your relationship. <laughs> okay, so here's the fun thing: there wasn't that much of a relationship before the podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> it was sort of it was so, sort of like right. Was, we were acquaintances. Like this, we knew each yeah. other a little. I think the relationship, and and I don't know if this is the same for Eli. I knew that Eli and I there was something there when we ran into each other in Fort Lauderdale at a Game Grumps concert. <laughs> With Who our kids goes I'm like, to watch the game grumps with their teenagers, which is right no one knows who the game grumps are. <laughs> they play video games on YouTube. Uh-huh. We went to go watch two guys play video games in front of a live audience in a theater. Yep. And when I saw we ran into Eli in the lobby and I went, them's my people. <laughs> them's my people. Yes. I was like, yes. you know, Same. <laughs> So, awesome. yeah. uh, so until, until Eli came to me about the podcast, that's really when our relationship grew mm-hmm. and we went deep fast, like, cause you have to, a, a friend challenged me to give up worry for Lent. So that's a great idea. Yeah. So that's been wow. kind of in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like really a conscious thing, but I took on meditation because I tend to be constantly going all the time and bzz, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. I get it. So <laughs> I added quiet and meditation, but like a natural byproduct of that right. is letting go of worry. Isn't that interesting? How? Yeah. I just want to point out right, right in this very moment that in our life, if we're paying attention to what we think God's saying to us, that all these little things will come together. So mm-hmm. somebody mentions this and you think about this and then you read this book and then you do this right. practice and it comes together and you're like, wow, I God know, is right? so cool. When, when yeah. you're doing this type of, when you're doing this type of work and you're expecting and, and hoping that other people will be vulnerable with you as you're talking to them, mm-hmm. you have to be very vulnerable going into that conversation. And yep. so Eli and I have very quickly got to a point where we can be very vulnerable with each other very quickly. We have that time, like you were just talking about before a podcast, (laughs) but yeah, so at least that's my experience in how all of this blossomed. I don't know if Eli would be similar, but I I agree with that. When I was considering a co-host there, there weren't a lot of people that came up and, and I just, I thought of Laura and Several, a couple of people I asked for their professional opinion said the same thing. And it was like, okay, this is, and it's just confirmation from God that we're headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we moved very quickly into fast friends. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Come back. What do you got for us? All right. So you guys are having this great 
pop culture, spiritual conversation, and people are listening. Yeah, the number find- one, the number one Christmas podcast on Pandora in December 2020. Which nice. we really think was a titling thing. It's just like a titled <laughs> Christmas podcast or something. And people just search it. It's the first thing that shows up. So oh, that's cool. We'll learn that's that. cool. So do you find yourself being more or less kind of honest, vulnerable than if you? it was just the four of you? We're actually much more vulnerable with each other than you actually hear on the show. <laughs> So, right. so. Oh, post-production. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so there's the, yeah. you you can cut this. There's the, you can cut this. And then there's the, please, you cannot this. include this. There's right, a lot of, there's a lot of flagging. This. There's a lot of, uh, I just said something and then I get, Greg, cut that. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so we're actually, we have like legit honest conversations, but what I always think of as the editor and maybe you can, you know, you probably have this similar thing, Eli, where it's like you have this line in your head of it's like, okay, it makes sense to me because I was there in the moment of the conversation. But if I'm a stranger listening to this conversation, is it a little too much? Like, is it a little too vulnerable? Is it a little too close? I, I think that our our show is a really vulnerable show. Like we we really do have honest conversations with each other. I actually okay. had a parishioner die today. Oh, my oh. goodness. Uh, my word, I went and you. gave uh, the administration of uh, at time of death yesterday. He had his wife call me, telling me he was that he was dying. And so I went over wow. yesterday or last night, and we said, you know, all everything together. We said the Lord's Prayer together. He took communion. You know, he was physically in distress. But he was mm-hmm. certainly aware of what was going on. If you, there is a part of death, I think that, but can be beautiful. Oh, I, yeah. I completely agree. And I think it's the, even though physically he wasn't in peace, I think mentally he was wrapping his everything with a bow and getting ready to leave, setting it down, his little pack beside him, and getting ready to leave the world. And that was the the pretty part. There's just some peace there to that. I mean, I realize not all deaths are peaceful. I certainly understand that. But I've seen some peaceful ones, and I'm sure you all have too, and it's um, it can be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it becomes kind of this balancing act of what's yeah. appropriate to put out into the world, um, but at the same time, what are what's still going to communicate who we are? And for me, it's yeah. it's the continuity of the story. Does this story make sense? Because it's just the two of us. So we're generally interviewing a person and are we telling that person's story well? All right. One last question from us to you. And this is actually the question of this, Uh uh, of this evening, which is how has doing the podcast informed the way that you learn as Christians? Has it, how has it informed the way that you are formed? (laughs) We took it. He stole. I think um, it's given me a focus yeah. for my learning, a new folk, a new focus. I'm, it's not that I'm not a parent, but I'm an empty nester and I'm not looking for how to parent your, you know, 12 year old girl who's mm-hmm. beginning to sass you, you know, now if she yeah. sasses me, I sass her right back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it's different. 
anyone can listen to our podcast. I have, we have a, a lot of men who are. I listen to your podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's super fun. Yeah. And I think as, as we have had our 10 episodes, I don't think anyone would feel uncomfortable coming and being a part of it. That's where we're searching in life. So we're answering a lot of our own questions when we're doing our research and picking guests. And I was going to say, a lot of it has to do with the first question I asked you, which is, you know, when you're going through your daily life and you're going, would this be a good podcast episode? Yes, I'm doing that constantly. But more of a, like, I see the podcast as an extension of my social group in a way. And so I go, what do I want to talk with my friends about? Like that I'm not hearing them talk about that we all know we want to talk about. So as a woman of midlife, what advice do you have for those of us who have a dream, maybe at this time in our life? And, you know, how do we get equipped for that? Or, you know, how do we take that leap? That's a great question because I didn't really realize that's what I was doing, but I certainly was. uh, I was really just wanting to follow what the Lord wanted me to do and do something with the gifts he had given me. And yeah, it happened to be right in the middle of my life, but right as my kids were getting older and we do find ourselves in this place. What is my next mission? You know, after you get these kids older and sort of out on their own, uh, because the Lord is not done with us yet. And I do think that it's important to look at what gives us joy. What do I enjoy doing? What makes me feel full? When I share that with others or do that with others, do I have joy? And I think God created us to experience his joy in the midst of using our gifts and abilities for the benefit of others. And then be willing to step out, even though you know nothing, even though you have no resume. I mean, I've talked to many women who are like, I've been raising kids. I have no resume. It's 20 years of no work experience. How can I just go and do that? That's hogwash. That's hogwash. Think about what you feel called to do, what you feel passionate about, what gives you joy, how you can benefit others and step into that. And really all it takes is a willing spirit and someone to say, yes, I will. And the Lord will direct Mm -hmm. you and lead you. Yeah. Because we're in the middle of this life transition, we're experiencing a lot of the things. And I'm like, oh, I I need help with this. So I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm betting someone else needs help with it too. I like your answers because it's all about incorporation, right? It's not about box over here with Jesus, box over here with rest of life. It's all of this stuff is linked together. Yeah, it's all together. Yes, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Very cool. Okay. Uh, one more question. So our question is pretty similar to yours. Is there a way that podcasting supports or inspires your spiritual life or your study. So you're talking about my true crime obsession. Is this what we're talking about? Um, Sure. I mean, exactly. You know, I'm for me, it's about stories. It's always about stories. It's why I love popular culture. It's about stories. Mm. It's why I love preaching. It's about stories. Mm. So how different people tell and share their stories. And then just the empathy gym that I find myself in to try to understand their perspective. So for me, it's always that workout that's happening, whether it's emotional and mental of trying to see myself in other people's stories. Then in that way of how I, how I see my faith life throughout Mm -hmm. things as well. So, right. And, and, and that whole making meaning business, which is what, what I find a lot of my work as a school chaplain is about writing the rapids of life with young people to say, you know, how are we going to make meaning out of all of this stuff that's happening to us on a personal yeah. level and then on a community level and on a um, national global level? So 
So for me, it's all about the story. And so when I, if I scroll through my feed of podcasts that I listen to and you get this, this story and then, and then, and then commentary um, on popular culture and that sort of thing. The angel says, well, I can grant you a wish. I, you can see what your life was, would have been, what the world would have been like if you'd never been born. And he sees that everything, oh my God, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> you oh really had Lord, a wonderful whoa. life. It matters. Yeah. It matters what you do, you know, and he gets that lesson. And so he asks to go back, you know, okay, take me back. I don't want to see. I, it is. I, I want to live. I want to live. I want to live. So they find him. They've been looking for him all night. And what happened was is I'm going to just, this is a spoiler alert. Is that, that okay? Is fine. Yeah. Okay. Fine. His wife has called everyone around town that he's ever helped. They said he needs this money to, to bail out the savings and loan. But it's like thousands of dollars or he will go to prison and every person he ever helped comes and they bring money. They've got like thousands of dollars. He helped me with this and he and I wouldn't be where I am. And Clarence, the angel, leaves him a, a copy of um, Huckleberry Finn or Mark or Tom Sawyer or something. And he inscribes it and he says, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Mm. And it's just it's an amazing movie. I got to tell you, and I cry every time. I cry now. A hundred percent. It's an outlet for talking about the way that you feel. I mean, it's like, look, this Johnny Cash song makes me feel this. Mm. And this hymn that we sing in church makes me feel something similar. Like, what is that? Like, what do these things have in common? How do they inform each other, right? Yeah. And being able to actually talk about that out loud instead of just living with it inside of my head, it it affects the way that you, your spiritual life is informed. The thing that I love about the podcast is the ability to talk to my friends, my smart friends, and listening to the... (laughs) Hearing them say smart things. There you go. And yeah. Me yeah. editing myself around that. Um, and then... So humble. So humble. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I, but Greg, I think also with what you're talking about, I think we've all seen models in our own life of, of people who have life that is very much like that segmented picnic plate or the silo, oh. silo, silo. That oh, we, right. you know, mm-hmm. I go to church on Sunday and I leave all of that there. And yeah. then I come home and then I'm in the rest of my life and I go to school and I'm this person there and right. then I come back and then I leave all of that there. But that, that there's just this hunt and search for being authentic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that, uh, I think that's what draws me to mm-hmm. the podcasts that I love are about yeah. being authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. And they encourage you to be a whole person. Yes. Bring it all together. You don't have to leave all of that at the door. Yeah. And we, we see how destructive that is in models for people, that yeah. that is not a helpful model. Yeah. yeah, I would say the best podcasts and what I always strive for our podcast to be is it it shouldn't matter what the topic is, right? Yeah. Like you you like maybe the topic is mm-hmm. something that you've seen. Maybe it's not, but maybe you just want to hear us talk. <laughs> and yeah. that's kind of because I feel like we're in the living room. It's a relationship. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. That's what that's mm-hmm. the gift of podcasts, especially when you do it for a while, you become part of that relationship. So now that we've sort of advertised our podcasts and sort of (laughs) hopefully encouraged you to start thinking about how would I have conversations about faith and life uh, from my particular uh, vantage point on the world. Let's wrap up by telling people where they can find us. You can find 
Popping Collars on the web at poppingcollarspodcast.com. You can find us in any of your podcatchers, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, just Google Podcasts. Also, you can just throw in Popping Collars into a Google machine and all of a sudden our website will spit out at you. So Mm -hmm. that's the easiest way to find us. And we have shows going all the way back to 2014. Don't listen to those. Listen to the ones from 2016 <laughs> and on, and you'll totally enjoy yourself. Uh, Eli and Laura, where can they find you? You can find us everywhere except Apple Podcasts right now because Apple likes to make you jump through all kinds of hoops, and we are new, and we have not figured out how to jump high enough through that hoop. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but everywhere else, again, if you just Google Being Truly Podcast, you literally can listen in the Google search. In the Google. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll show up on the Google search thing. It'll list podcasts. You just listen right in Google. And with that, that has been the Popping Collars Being Truly crossover events yeah. of Woo-hoo. the decade. Thank you so much, Eli. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Betsy, for doing Thank this. You. I really appreciate it. You great. And keep those collars popped. <laughs> you got to get a sign off. Sign yeah, we don't have a sign off. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll come. It'll it's come. the it's the joke of the end of our podcast right <laughs> there we now. Go.